Welcome to the Scare Guy Show, the official podcast of thescareguy.com, the scarier side of the con guy. Straight from the spooky heart of Hollywood, California, we are your home for news and discussions on horror films, haunted attractions, fan conventions, and all things that are scary fun. All, hopefully, from a filmmaker's perspective. My name is Jim Fry. I'm your editor-in-chief. Who else do we have in the house with us? Let's start up top with Carrie. What's up, everybody? Excited to be here. Cheeseman. Yeah. Luke Cheeseman here with uh, ScareGuy.com, screenwriter and also social media director. And I just want to say Luke is the best name ever. (laughs) We'll get to that in just a second. We have two really great guests with us today, and it's a really cool show that we're going to be talking about. Um, It's a brand new show on the Sci-Fi Network. I guess you could say it's X-Files meets Million Dollar Listing. Real estate agent Luke Roman is the owner of the Roman Agency, a boutique residential real estate brokerage specializing in metaphysically engaged properties, also known as haunted houses. Luke has a special connection to the spiritual realm. He can not only sense the presence that might inhabit a client's house, he can often communicate and negotiate with it for the best price, of course. Along with his team, Luke takes on the houses nobody can or nobody will. And our guest for the show today is Luke Roman himself, the actor Tom Rosen. Thank you so much, Tom. Glad to have you. Yeah, no problem. I won't All even right. you because I've been called Tom on so many things. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. As a matter of it. Trust me, on Twitter, I'm already Tom. I've been called Tom almost on everything. It's all good. You know what it is? You have the two O's in your last name, so my eyes immediately. But I knew your name was Tim Rosen. I, okay. Luke, we're going to edit this out, okay? I'm going to say. Believe <laughs> it. No, come on. We love this. He's going to share this media. Already on Twitter, they call me Tom Rosen. It's a thing. Uh, yeah, Tim, we're, we're so glad to this. have you today. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. I'm not going to mess up the next name. The producer and director, Deniska Esterhazy. That's an easy name for me, considering what I just messed up. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the, to the Scare Guys show. So glad to have you today. Thank you. And I'm just going to start, and then I'm going to throw it out to everybody. Um... A real estate agency that specializes in haunted houses and the paranormal. What a great, great idea. Denishka, can you tell us where did this idea come from? Uh, well, it came from our, our wonderful creator and showrunner, George Olson, who uh, put this whole concept together um, and who wrote uh, many of, of the episodes as well. And uh, yeah, he just, you know, I think he was pitching it as, uh, you know, the the wonderful juxtaposition between these interesting characters who are saving the world and fighting evil, but also just really trying to sell houses. Uh, so it's a, a wonderful combination of the most banal kind of life and something really unusual and supernatural. Mm-hmm. Carrie. Nice. Yeah, I was. Both of you have worked on genre shows before, so this seems like a fun shift, but somewhere v- very adjacent. So we'll start with Tim. You know, you've worked on everything. That's Tom. From- <laughs> Tom and Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you've worked on horror western before. You've also worked on sci-fi, also with Danishka, which is cool. So now you're in a horror-esque drama comedy. How is that for you as a show? And how? Do, what are your thoughts on like just working in genre television in general? Uh, I mean, I personally, I love it. 
Uh, and on a show like this, there's literally everything for you to do. I mean, it's just a smorgasbord of like emotions and and things for you to play with, uh, and cast of characters that you meet uh, and get to do scenes with. So um, yeah, genre is never boring. Plus, if you die, there's a good chance you still have a job. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's great. a very good point. You know, if I'm on a procedural and I'm dead, I'm hoping for a dream sequence season. <laughs> come back or something, you know? You're an evil twin. Yeah. Mm, good point, yes. Uh, and then, Denitria, you are director and producer on this show for different episodes, and you also worked with Tim on Vagrant Queen of So Sci-Fi Genre, and now you're with this show. What is that transition like for you? Is it similar or different? And how do you like working in genre film, uh, film and television? Well, this one was a really a dream come true because I love ghost stories, and I've always loved ghost stories. So, you know, the idea of not just getting to tell the story of one haunted house, but a different haunted house every episode is like Tim's at a smorgasbord. It's, it's so fun because every kind of ghost you can imagine, we get to tell their story. And, and every week we get to go to a new amazing spooky location and you know watch the team discover what the mystery of that particular house is. Ooh, so this will be a kind of a monster of the week kind of show? Oh, well, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, we have uh, a really interesting development between our team and then the characters and the, the emotional uh, relationships they're going through throughout the season. But yeah, every week we get to find a, a new house that needs to be sold. Fun. Which is cool. I like, I already, like, I, I watched the um, pilot episode and I was telling Carrie right before the show started, your opening shot with the Exorcist homage was the best. I was like, I, I'm going to love this show. It's so great. But I really did like the, um, the mythology that you were able to build in just in this one first episode with, you know, I don't want to give the mythology away, but you know, the family relations and like the, the, you know, the, the different things, the different capabilities that each team member brings to it. And where does that lead them? I think that's great. It was such a, it was very creative. So by the way, was that whose idea was the opening image with, that was so great. We have to give credit to our wonderful pilot director, Paul Fox. And, um, you know, when we were planning this uh, season, uh, you know, the, all the directors and, and our wonderful cinematographer, Jackson Peril, and myself, we were, we were all talking about how we're such deep fans of horror. We love horror and we love classic horror. And we wanted to pay homage to certain uh, elements of horror in every episode. So, yeah, that one was Paul's love, uh, you know, letter <laughs> to the, the Exorcist. So great. Cheeseman, you had a question? Yeah. So, Tim, you got an interesting co-star on the show. So, Sarah Levy, back together again since uh, Schitt's Creek. And my mom actually introduced me to that show, of all things. She, she really <laughs> loved it. So, uh, when I'd go back, travel to Ohio and visit, we'd, we'd watch the show late into the night. But uh, what was it like working with her again, and how did it differ from your experience there? Uh, it was... Um... It's, it's tough to put into words. It's, it, there was just a level of comfort there, immediate. Uh, you know, when I first found out that I might have gotten the part, uh, the only question I asked was, well, who's going to be playing Susan? And they said, uh, it's, it looks like it's going to be Sarah Levy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? <laughs> so Sarah, I, we immediately started texting, and uh, that was it. As soon as we were like, we're doing this, we're doing this, I can't believe it. And then we were texting each other all the way through. And it was great because uh, – you know, like you said in the beginning so eloquently that I cannot say uh, the way you describe the show and the characters, George, our creator, uh, showrunner, is so brilliant 
as a writer that I just came off Doc Holliday. Doc doesn't say much. He broods in the corner with a mustache. Luke Roman talks a lot and he says a lot of stuff. I had no idea what we were talking about. A, real estate. I, I You think I knew what a prefixed mortgage was? I have no clue. A ghost. I, I didn't even, I wasn't even a believer. Um, so, and then th the biggest comfort was Sarah because she, she would call me saying, Oh my gosh, we have so much stuff. What are we saying? What is going on? And I was just like, it was so amazing. Cause I'm like, I, I feel exactly like you. Thank God. It's you. We both <laughs> have this amazingly huge workload. We're going to kill this. This is going to be amazing. And we are literally figuring out different words and texting each other and calling each other. And it was amazing. It's just, it was a great comfort. She's amazing. So I was very happy. Now you said wasn't a believer. Are you more so now after working on this show? Yes. I didn't believe in ghosts at all. Uh, there is something about St. John's Newfoundland. Uh, and it was, I personally didn't have an experience, um, but I met way too many co-stars, uh, especially the ones from out of town that stayed at this one hotel in St. John's that had experiences. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's tough to just not believe people, especially when it was, I mean, more than five. I, I, it was a lot. It was getting ridiculous that I was like, "What is going on with everybody?" But uh, supposedly, there's something going on down there in St. John's, Newfoundland. Hmm. Can, can you can, go ahead? To shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about where you guys shot. You, you're saying St. John's. Um, where did you guys shoot? Um, was it actual sets, actual homes, or can you just talk a little bit about that? We had a wonderful set that uh, designed for the Roman agency uh, that was uh, in St. John's in a studio. And then all of our house locations were um, around Newfoundland or at the city and, and outside of the city as well. And uh, just like Tim was saying, I mean, the, the region has such a wonderful spooky history and they love their ghost stories in St. John's. They do this wonderful um, ghost tour, walking tour, where you can visit all the haunted houses of St. John's. And I hope some of our locations will be on that tour now, you know, that we're coming out of COVID because we have cool. so many beautiful, like old Victorian mansions and seaside coastal homes. Uh, and then also just, you know, very normal looking um, suburban homes, but you know, in areas with, with an interesting history. So yeah, there's something about Newfoundland that really, really brought the extra spookiness. And then Danishka, what about you? We were asking Tim on his thoughts on otherness of what could exist. What about you of working, pre-working on the show and then after working on the show? Ghost? I am open-minded. Uh, I love a good ghost story. I have never seen a ghost, but uh, maybe you know if we keep shooting in Newfoundland, I'll be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Let me follow up on that question because um, did you guys have to do research into any real haunted houses or occurrences that have happened? Um, and, and can you talk anything about that? Because I'm sure a whole season's worth of haunted houses it might be might help to have some uh, some experts on hand, huh? <laughs> well, it, it was very interesting to me that a haunted house or just the implication that a house is haunted does affect its market value of the house when you're trying to sell it, which was yeah. I mean, uh, I sounded like Luke Roman there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know that at all. Like I, I came in pretty naive of, of all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting stuff. I, I heard some interesting things while I was there. I'll just yeah. say 
We went. It's interesting the disclosures you have to make if you have any kind of you know murder in your house or. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. Yeah, that's actually a part of the a real estate contract. You have to talk about that. Can you and you guys probably you probably had to look into that as well, correct? So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, that might lead into some really interesting spoilers. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so if you watch the real estate, you will get an education in the uh, disclosure elements of haunted houses. <laughs> oh, that's so okay. interesting to me. Yeah. That's so and I will say this, not to throw Jim in an uncomfortable place, but curious Jim here has lived in a haunted house and a part a haunted apartment that the rest of them were not occupied. And Jim, just we briefly will... tell them why you're no, so no, no, curious. No, no. Let's I keep it to myself because everyone thinks when I tell this story, it makes me sound like some crazy guy. But me and my ex-wife, we did live for almost three months in a haunted house before we left all our belongings behind and moved to a new state. Because it was, uh, it was, and I am familiar with the disclosures because I found out afterwards when I talked to the landlords, they're like, oh yeah, we forgot to tell you about that. Like, what? <laughs> Anyways, this isn't about me. <laughs> it isn't about me. But the, because of that, I mean, I'm super interested in stuff like this, you know. Uh, do, do the disclosure agreements are you do you have to reveal this to buyers ahead of time is this like or or how does that work because i know like tim in this first episode um there, there's one of my favorite lines is when your character is uh talking to one of the ladies about you know well I, i'm not gonna be able to i'll have to lower the price of the house now and you're like no don't do that <laughs> i just thought that was so funny that was so great a true real estate agent's mind working in, in this so um I don't yeah. know. I just find that so also interesting. Well, first of all, Jim, we can sue those people because that's what's known as a vis cachet. Uh, they needed to disclose that. And I did my research, guys, for this role. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Uh, yeah, so that, that needed to be disclosed. Also, I love that you picked up on that because that was one of my favorite parts of reading that first script. It's like there's all this craziness going on around this thing, and that's not what scares them. What scares them? <laughs> Was lowering the price, and that's <laughs> the, the character. Honestly, a little bit where I was like, you know, George really helped because he's he's always there for you. Danishka also, uh, they're great. They're just so present. So it was like he's a salesman. At the end of the day, this guy loves to sell houses. He he has a certain connection to the special ones, but he loves to sell. At the end of the day. That's what makes the whole, you know, ensemble of characters so interesting is like, you know, they're helping people. They really are. And they want to, but they're not these selfless, you know, heroes who, you know, had a calling from birth to, to you know, fix haunted houses. They they just really want to be good at their jobs. And actually, they really want to make money. <laughs> so there's like, and they're very, you know, they're very unashamed about this. So that they, they like bring that wonderful honesty, you know, that that little bit of, you know, really relatable avarice uh, to their to their wacky lives. Yeah, I, I would also, this is a full-on ensemble piece, uh, 100%. It's too bad we don't have all the team here because that would just, just the wonderful array of uh, characters and people end on the show would be just, maybe it's too much, too hot to handle. No, I look forward to the first panel with the whole group. You guys, uh, yeah, there's an energy when you're all together. That's really exciting. And and uh, yeah, it's just, it bubbles over. So yeah, it'll, be, it'll be great. People are going to love them all together. I have a question. Can I ask a question? Sure. Sure. I noticed because we had to do this via COVID. This was, it was, you know, one of those productions. So it was a little strange, the testing procedure and everything was strange. 
I mean, I might be biased, but I personally found the chemistry of the team incredible and like so watchable. As the producer, how did you guys know that this gang was because we didn't, you know, we didn't even really get to. I didn't screen test. Sarah and I had worked together, so that's fine. Savannah and I had worked together, but I mean, it felt like when we got together, that group we meshed almost immediately. And I was just wondering, or did we just get lucky, or did you guys kind of know what was going to go? Or <laughs> well, well, gosh, we we took casting so seriously, and as you know, it took forever and ever. Yeah. And and I think it's partly because. You know, we just really wanted to make sure we got it right. We really wanted to make sure that we got great people. I mean, obviously, we knew right away we wanted Tim. Everybody loves working with Tim. But when you're bringing a, a team together, you want to make sure that you've got you know, a great diversity of personality, but that you've also got people who are great listeners. Because I think that's the key to chemistry with any cast is like they're they're curious about each other and they want to know about each other. And our, you know, our cast is like that. They're just all like hungry fabulous individuals and so very, very different. So, uh, you know, when you guys are together in a room, it's just magic and it was lovely. Just, you know, the, I remember the the first episode, like the first day we were shooting in the Roman agency, you know, which we, you know, was the paint was still wet. We were still finishing the ceiling <laughs> and you guys, you know, saunter in in your fabulous real estate outfits and sit down at that boardroom table. And it was just like, oh yeah, okay. We got it right. There's, this is, it's really great. Since we're talking about the, the the ensemble cast, would you mind just kind of like, uh, especially the the main the real estate cast? Can you go ahead and uh, give us an idea of who it is? Will be the people will be meeting at the Roman Agency. Do you want me to start, Tim, or do you want to go? Well, we've got Father Phil, who's we've played got... by Adam Cosen, and uh, he's wonderful. Um, he's a fallen priest <laughs> and an expert in research. We have the incredible August Rickon. Oh my God, yes, Mo, who is a, kind of a mad steampunk genius who mm. builds uh, the incredible machines that allow the team to track down we have uh, the, the ghost. Glasses ever, and <laughs> all-time steam sealer of all time. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned her before, Savannah Basley. Savannah, who people know from Winona, um, and who is the office assistant, but so much more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's really an amazing character. That's cool. And then Harry. of course we have Sarah Levy who plays course, in Ireland and uh, yeah, who's, you know, brand new to the world of ghost investigation, but who is a killer real estate agent who brings a massive Rolodex of <laughs> clients to the agency. <laughs> and I, I personally would add Danishka and George. Jackson too, but I, then I'm throwing in the whole crew, the whole crew, but <laughs> honestly, I'm not lying about before about it was... Uh, you were so available, you and George. It's it's so appreciated. You need to know that because it's not always that uh, on shows. So uh, thank you for that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, George set the tone. You know, he's a super generous showrunner, and and together, you know, we we just love the the show so much. And 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 there was something special I think about shooting during COVID because, you know, we were all so isolated in so many ways. You know, we couldn't just go out and have our real lives. And, we, and most of us were, you know, had come from away. We're, we're in Newfoundland, but we're not Newfoundlanders, most of us. So yeah, I think it was a really tight group and, and it really gave us the chance to really focus on creating this first season, hopefully the first season of many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you mentioned the tone of the show and coming from the other shows, both of you have worked on and being a fan of those shows too. I would say this one definitely has a very uh, enjoyable quirkiness to it. Uh, if you want to touch upon that and if you agree or not, and I feel a lot of that is involved with the writing 
and then the delivery of those lines. Cause it's, it's, it wasn't necessarily like busting out laughing the whole time, but there's some lines you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like it just was so funny and so smart and witty. Uh, we'll start with Tim. Cause you had mentioned the dialogue you had to learn. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was fortunate enough. I got the first two scripts um, almost, almost, almost immediately. So that was great because, you know, pilots sometimes those are tough episodes to try and uh, set a tone, you know, because most of the time they're like a setup. You got to set everything up and something like this. Uh, I mean, I, I felt again, I, I feel biased. Though, I felt like we knocked it out of the park tone wise almost immediately. You kind of get what and there's all it's a special tone. But it all kinds of you get all the flavors almost immediately, and um, you kind of see what we're gonna go with in this amazing world we're gonna be in. So for to set the tone right off the bat like that, I just uh, yeah, I was blown away, and I could feel it on the page, and then you 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 feel it when you're on the on the set. Like I said, then that the first day in the conference room was was magic. My first scene was actually the exorcist scene, which was great. Cause it was like three in the morning and the rain machines. And I was like, this is a great way to meet the crew. This is perfect. <laughs> I don't have to talk just, you know, it was great. I was like, it was super cool. And then I got to see that first image. And that was the first image of the show I saw was just the back of my head with the, the hat on the rain and the exorcist. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And we made Tim what stand in the rain for what, like five hours. No complaints. <laughs> <laughs> you just did it. You're amazing. No, no <laughs> Enjoy being really wet. <laughs> yeah, no, like the tone I think was really challenging. I mean, it's, we all loved the scripts. Um, we, you know, George is such a great writer and our, and our writer's room is so talented, but it's not an easy tone, you know, supernatural comedy um, with a lot of very dry banter and a, and a, and a lot of, uh, you know, very technical kind of uh, real estate and legal and, uh, you know, accounting language. But uh but we all loved the tone. And so I think we fought really hard to try and make sure that we could nail it early. Um, and, you know, the, the cast just worked so hard to make sure that they found those characters and found them quickly. Yeah, we, you know, we were really happy with the tone from the first episode. Uh, but there's not a lot of examples of supernatural comedy and certainly none about supernatural comedy in real estate. So <laughs> we, had, we had to like dig in to, to make sure that we could create that tone. <laughs> and then, oh, go ahead, Luke. Now, before this, did you have any like favorite paranormal TV shows, movies, or things you saw in the past or growing up that you just loved or that maybe even inspired you in this? Like, oh, I kind of want to do something like this or I want to pay tribute to this or I, I just love this and made you want to be a part of this. You want to go first, Tim? Oh, you go ahead. You know, my weird influences are actually a lot of gothic literature, <laughs> yeah. which, which is great for haunted houses, actually. So, you know, things like Turn of the Screw and The Woman in White, you know, those are wonderful, crazy ghost stories. And so I was always looking for opportunities to, to bring some of that really classic haunted house, you know, the the woman in the long white gown and the drowned sailors and, you know, the various little things that, that we, we know from 19th century Victorian ghost stories. But then, you know, to bring that into some people trying to flip a house. So, uh, but that was definitely one of my influences. Nice. Uh, there was a Michael J. Fox movie called the Frighteners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was for some reason, I just was like, I got the script and I'm like, I need to watch that movie again. I remember that had like the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this is a, this is a different spin on this. It was all, that was the first time I kind of saw the comedy with the horror. And I think it was Lord of the Rings guy. I should probably know his name. Yeah, Peter Jackson. It was Peter Jackson. Yes. 
Yeah. I knew something was great about that movie. You could just see right away. So, and I watched it again and it had that stuff. Michael J. Fox is just, he's, yeah. you know, he's so good. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of the tone that I had in my brain. That's cool. Also, what? Oh, there's Michael J. Fox. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep him close. Yeah. Uh, and Carrie, you were asking a question. Yeah. Uh, continuing off this of tone and actually speaking of horror movies, we mentioned how the show is funny, but I, I also liked it. And I would hope horror fans to, wanting to check out this show. It does have a nice scary element, too. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk about how it was for you to make sure that show achieved it and maybe once you got to see it, because, you know, once you're on set, it's one thing. But to see it with all the effects and everything layered on it, uh, start with Danishka. Well, I think a big part of it was our cinematography. Um, Jackson Peril, our fabulous DP, uh, was a huge part of setting that tone and making sure that when we did our, our suspense moments and we did our horror moments that, you know, we really embraced the darkness in those scenes. You know, yeah, we're, we're a comedy, but when, you know, the people are in danger, when our when our main heroes are in danger or, or when the people who own the house are in danger, we want to feel it and we want to take people to a really scary gothic kind of place. So we had beautiful dark interiors and great shafts of light and wonderful color tones and, you know, really brought some of the best elements of horror cinematography into the scarier scenes. And then Tim. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things. I mean, I, I remember the first time I got to see it was probably at, uh, at the ADR session. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's after we film months later, after things have been put together, sometimes we got to go and record some added dialogue or record other dialogue that wasn't uh, recorded clean or w whatever. And uh, I definitely remember messaging you and, and George, but also I messaged Jackson, our cinematographer, right away. And I said, dude, you... I mean, that was, uh, I, and, and I messaged Sarah and I was, did you see it? It looks amazing. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Uh, I got immediately excited, like just immediately excited and, and very proud uh, and kind of like, wow, am I going to be a part of this amazing show? Uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing uh, to see. Nice. Can we ask you, Tim, what drew you to the character? Like, what is it about this character? You know, what was different about this character and what you played in Winona Herb, Vagrant Queen, Digstown, Schitt's Creek? What is it about this character that made him so interesting to you? And how did he differ from what you've been playing recently? I was scared. I was petrified. <laughs> petrified of this character. Uh, so I, I really wanted it because I was so scared of it. I didn't know. I couldn't find him right away. Um, and, and, I, and I thank George for uh, helping me find him and Danishka. Uh, and, and it was it was difficult at first. It was it's just so so much going on with that character, um, so different than me. Um, and I, I don't know how I've made it through this far in life, knowing as little as I do. Um, but yeah, I was um, I really really wanted to find him, and I felt I did. And uh, when I found the character, uh, it, it was a really nice feeling. Nice. I should add that Luke Roman has an amazing wardrobe. I was, thank you for, I was like, can we talk about his cool clothes? He has the most beautiful designer suits and it was great going to the fittings and seeing these amazing suits come to life that, uh, yeah, they really were um, a fun part of, of watching Tim create Luke's character. He has a lot of style. Especially compared to um, the father. 
the the what, what's oh, the character? Oh, yeah. Father Phil. Father yeah. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Well, I was going to say then it really. <laughs> Did you get to keep any of those suits? Custom tailored to you? I never take anything from sets. Definitely not taking anything season one, I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> I need that suit again for season two. That's right. There you go. Right. Don't you? The wardrobe definitely adds to the tall, dark, and mysterious because, you know, I, I noticed on this, your look, Tim, it's very. Most of your clothes were either solid black or layers of dark colors, and then your hair is really dark. And then, you know, there's just kind of a mystery about your character's past. We get little moments of, it was fun with a little backstory of where he grew up and school and everything. So how did you like embodying this kind of look compared to other outfits you've had to wear for other shows? I don't forget, we, I wrapped Winona Earp on the Friday, and I think I was Luke Roman, <laughs> you know, whatever COVID allowed. I, wow. I never went home. I flew straight from Alberta to uh, Newfoundland and started. But uh, kind of like uh, Danishka said, once I put on that first suit, and then, you know, you go see hair and makeup and the sky and Daniel and that team, they're, they're just incredible. I mean, I came in there with long hair and the big mustache. They must have been cool. What is this guy? <laughs> Uh, you know, and I walked out of there in that three-piece suit with the hair just perfect, poofed, and uh, yeah, they made me look great. Now it's kind of a running gag on Schitt's Creek. They had you with the, the beard, no beard, and on this one, obviously, no beard. Now, was there any talk about the facial hair thing, or do you have a preference of what you like in your personal life? The facial hair discussions in me has been, it's been, it's, it's, there have been, I bet there have been more producer meetings about my facial hair than any other So many meetings about facial hair. In the past decade. Um, <laughs> well, don't forget, when I was uh, testing for the role of Luke or in, in an auditioning, I had the Doc Holiday mustache. You know, I remember George just, he's, you know, he's like, I like him. You've you got this big mustache. And I, I, I can't blame him. You know, I, I'm like, I won't have it on the day, but I can't shave now. I'm going to be Doc Holiday tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I believe we had a couple of uh, – uh, maybe it's a spoiler. I won't say anything. But no. maybe, maybe, I won't say anything. There may be a beard. Spoiler. But then back on Vagrant Queen, you're clean-shaven and blonde, so – yeah, no, all over no, the place. he had a beard on Vagrant Queen. No, the final day of Vagrant. Oh, the Queen. final day. Yeah, yeah. We saved it's a little mix. Last yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Hey, Tim, I, I I can't help but noticing, and I'm gonna pull it up on the wall behind you. There's some a, a, a bunch of comic books that are framed. Are you a collector? Are you a fan? Yes. Oh, can you tell <laughs> us some of your favorites? He's also a comic book writer. Oh, you're wait wait wait. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to start writing the uh, Winona Earp uh, comic book with the amazing Bo Smith for IDW. Uh, and so far, I've now written three full graphic novels and seven single issues. Uh, and him and I are now working on another project together. Um, and I just wrote something else for something completely different that I cannot wait to talk about, but I can't yet until it comes out. Uh, but I'm very excited. But uh, oh, that's fantastic. We're all big comics fans here, and that that that's so cool that you're writing graphic novels and comics because I we uh, I know how hard that is. Yeah. Uh, listen, I've been a friend. I've been like a fan since I'm ten. 
uh, I inherited my brother's collection. And then I was that kid who got my $5 allowance every week. Uh, and I would take my bike and, uh, and me. To the copy, comic shop and, uh, you know, five bucks can get you a lot of comics back in the day. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I was, uh, I, I don't know why I was the bag and board guy from day one and I kept everything. And then I inherited my uncle knew I liked comics. So he found a bunch and then I got a bunch of sil silver age stuff. Like that's, those are the four uh, times that Superman raced the flash. Oh, wow. Those are the four races. That's uh, uh, the Galactus, the first, the coming, the first time the Silver Surfer appeared. Oh uh, man, that's one of my favorites. The Iron Man uh, when he got his new, um, the the, uh, the new outfit, the red and orange. Uh, the first yeah. Deadpool, Storm Shadow. Uh, this was my Bo Smith uh, because I love him. He wrote a Star Wars issue, and so I had to get it. Um, that's my Vagrant Queen poster, so I got it enlarged because. <laughs> Uh, you know, I love all that stuff. And That's then, uh, so cool, yeah. By the yeah. way, I am counting the days until we can see Galactus in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just can't wait till that happens. So yeah, I heard that Comic Con might happen in November. We'll see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's Thanksgiving weekend. It's a Comic Con special edition. It's going to be smaller, but hopefully, uh, I've already got my hotel room, so I'm planning on going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a big part of like the shows we do, we do the Scare Guy show here. We also do the Con Guy show, which is based on Comic Con and all that. Are either of you like convention goers or like do that? Because obviously it looks like you collect and the floor is just big on collecting and all that. So do either of you have convention experience or have you been on any panels there? Tim's been on a million panels. I'm yeah. just a, I'm just a geek wandering through the aisles buying merch. <laughs> <laughs> Not just. There's no just there. You are. It's great. Yeah, we wear the geek crown proudly here. <laughs> I can't wait to get back into you know real life cons and real life festivals. And gosh, 2020 was hard, and uh, it's going to be really nice to be out there, you know, watching movies and going to panels with a, you know a crowd of people. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Are you guys doing any online panels for any of the online conventions that are coming up for this show? Yeah, Sarah and I just did uh, ATX. I believe that comes out uh, June. I should know this date. Twentieth. Yeah, I think so. June, June twentieth, which is incredible, and I was honored to be there. But it sucked because that festival is so amazing that I wanted to go back again in person. Uh, I love that town. Uh, it was. Oh, great. I love Austin. Goodness. If I'm, I'm hoping to go to Fantastic Fest in September, so we'll see. That would be. Uh, <laughs> that's my next goal. I know we're kind of coming up towards the end, so I think Carrie probably has a uh, has our closing questions for us. Well, I don't know about closing, but <laughs> I was going to say uh, we've had a bunch of questions on Tim. So, Denisha, I was going to say you've also come off the film the I Was Lorena Bobbitt, so you have your his historical horror stories, and now you're working on a more historical or more fiction but maybe some history in there how do you approach those differently or are they the same and with this show are you trying to were you trying to be like hey wait this this really happened can we like put some real <laughs> mythology in there because you also mentioned you know reading the gothic horror as well well i think i always look for great writing um and and great human stories and and i love every genre you know it's um some people have a very narrow interest. You know, they only want to do rom-coms or they only want to do action, but I, I love them all. And I always am excited about tackling any kind of new story convention. 
Um, so haunted houses, check. <laughs> Super excited about that. Really love science fiction. Vagrant Queen, check. Um, so yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll see uh, what happens next. Uh, I'm, I'm always game for a good story. Nice. Very cool. Luke, did you have any other questions before we wrap up here? Are we good? No, I just want to say it's been awesome to talk to you. And anytime you want to come on and talk about comics or any other projects you're doing, we'd love to have you back. Absolutely. It sounds like we have some fellow nerds here, so we'd love to <laughs> chat more, promote anything else you're doing. Absolutely. Oh, I do like that. Yes. Okay. So then I got a closing question for the two of you. What do you hope people take away from the show? Give you a second there. I, I really love stories about chosen families. Mm -hmm. um, and I think mm -hmm. we've got a, one of those in this show. We've got a, a group of people who come together and they're very different. Um, and at first there's a lot of misunderstanding, but there's a, you know, a real love that grows between these characters as they develop. And um, that's the thing I really love about the story. I hope people will fall in love with our characters. Yeah, well said. Me too. That's and I I, I did. <laughs> I know I'm one of them. But in, in, in watching it, uh, yeah, I really loved it. Last question for me is: um, Are we gonna the entire cast of characters? Are we gonna see their backstories? Find out what their histories are? And we've kind of just been hinting at at Luke. Play, uh, played by Tim, his, his backstory. But there's a, it seems like there's a lot to dig into here. Yeah, they all get their time. Uh, we all get we get to learn about all of uh, the people who work at the Roman Agency, and they're all fascinating. So uh, you know, it's it's there's little hints that happen throughout the season, but by the end of season one, you have a pretty good understanding about who all those people are and why they are the way they are. Although I have to say, Luke has probably the most complicated uh, family history. <laughs> But I will say no more on that topic. It's uh, it's a fun ride. And, and I'll, I'll say right. that as fun as the show is, the stakes are pretty real also. And uh, things are going right. to happen. Well, we can't see, we can't wait to see the rest of it. Speaking of which, when can our viewers see this and our listeners? When does this come on and where? It is coming out uh, on Sci Fi Channel in July. Uh, in uh, the USA, and it is coming out on CTV Sci-Fi um, in Canada uh, very shortly after. And so we are promoting all those dates um, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, there's uh, the count. There's even some people doing a, a really handy daily countdown on Twitter uh, until the show premieres. So yeah, it's it's only a, a few weeks away. I think US, it's the July seventeenth. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you, Carrie. Carrie, thank you for setting this great interview up for us today. I, uh, Carrie's so great. She, this is this is her her sweet spot. She she loves doing this stuff, and I know that she was very excited when she said that there was a possibility we could talk to both of you. And I was like, yes, that would be so great. So, Denisha and Tim, thank you so much for joining the Scare Guy Show today. Where can people um, either follow you, find out about what projects you're working on, or what's next for the characters of the show? Denisha, you first. Oh, find me on the gram. I'm around posting behind the scenes when they'll let me. <laughs> I have a lot more pictures banked that I'm dying to share that I'm just waiting until the show premieres. <laughs> Fantastic, Tim. Uh, yeah, you can find me at the real Tim Roson on Instagram and Twitter. She's been. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at She's on Couch and also on thescareguy.com. Gary. 
Yes, you all can find me online at Carrie D. Lane on all the social medias. And yes, again, thank you so much to Danishka and Tim. It was so fun to talk to you on other shows and now this show. I'm so excited and thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you guys for joining us. You can find me, James D. Fry, on Instagram. And thank you for tuning in to the Scare Guy Show today. Please follow us at thescareguy.com. Like us, follow us, tell your friends about us, and tell your friends about Surreal Estates on Sci-Fi Network. It looks fantastic. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much, guys.